Today's episode is about the fear of doing new things. So when we do something new, something that's unfamiliar, something we haven't done before or are inexperienced at, it is always going to be scary or we'll experience some kind of discomfort and resistance in our system. And the reason for this is that our system just wants to keep us safe so that we can survive. And familiarity is seen as safety and uncertainty or unfamiliarity is seen by the system or sensed as unsafe. And so there's a couple of different aspects to this. The first is really just a general fear of the new, the unknown, the unfamiliar. And the other is this fear of things not working out as we want or think they should. And then our inner narrative is that this is a failure. And we don't want to be a failure. We don't want to experience the feelings that might come with things not working out as we want. And we want we often want to control the outcome. Like it's like, oh, well, I'll only do this if I have a guarantee that it's going to work out a certain way. And that's impossible. There are no guarantees. And so then most of us just stay stuck and we don't do the things that we actually need to do. And one of the things that I really love doing with people is deep, dive inquiry into their fears because at the root of everything that we avoid is some kind of fear. So when we experience this very natural fear or a feeling of resistance within ourselves, how we can handle that is understand that it's very natural. So see it with curiosity observe it without creating a story around it like oh that's my system working perfectly like how funny oh that's actually very normal so it's being able to just observe it and not buy into any stories around it and have curiosity and a kind of sense of humor around it And the other thing is to shift our perspective around it. So really seeing that learning and growth only comes from discomfort. So we can embrace that discomfort because if learning and growth is our priority, we naturally have to embrace the discomfort and the discomfort is not seen as a bad or wrong thing. We can just feel it and do it anyway and consciously choose to do what is going to be expansive for us. So sharing with you a few examples from my own life around things which, and there's many, I mean, there's many examples, I've just chosen a few, but these are things which I hadn't done before or wasn't competent in and went and did the things anyway. And I'm sure there's many, many examples, you know, think about examples from your own life where you've done this. 
So I remember my first driving lessons, I had a driving instructor, he was, he's called Surinder, and I was dreadful at driving. He, <laughs> he used to have his hands gripping the dashboard and frequently having his head in his hands because I was really, um, really, really not good. And um, one day it just clicked for me and he said oh my god you can actually drive and it was just so satisfying because i persisted at it you know i felt so awkward i felt so unconfident but it was that process of just persisting and continuing to practice that it just clicked and obviously passed my test first time and then went on to have a job where I was driving all around the country. I was driving hundreds of miles a week and actually really enjoying it. And I never, ever had an accident either. So that's the first example. The second was when I had to then drive on the other side of the road. So I was a very competent driver, a very experienced driver. And then several years ago, was the first time that I needed to drive on the other side of the road in Spain. And I was absolutely petrified. And I actually knocked off the wing mirror of another car. <laughs> so again, that's another example of, you know, doing something, feeling scared, even though I actually knocked somebody's wing mirror off. I survived. It was okay. And then I knew how to drive on the other side of the road. And the more I did it, the better I felt about it. I pressed publish and people really enjoyed it. And then I kind of thought, well, what was all that fuss about? Why did I, why did I make that so hard? It was actually fine. And I then went on to really enjoy recording those episodes. There's also the very first coaching session that I did when I, when I first sort of started coaching on my own, I used to coach within business when I was in the corporate world, but working for yourself feels very different. My first live interview and other interviews that I started doing, I remember I was so nervous about the fir this sort of first live session that I was doing that I actually slipped down the stairs just before I was about to go live. And when I was on the live, I like just had this terrible pain in my leg because I twisted my ankle. And so you know, not only was I having to be present and perform in this, in this live, I was also in agony and had to hide that, <laughs> but I did it. And after that, I started being asked to do more video interviews. And the more I did, the more confident I felt and the more experienced I got, the more relaxed I was and the better I performed. When I hired a coach, which was $20,000 upfront that I borrowed the money for in order to pay for it, that was again, scary. And I felt resistance around doing it, but I chose to do it anyway, because I knew that it was what was going to help me to really shift through some of my limitations and actually do the things that I really want to do. And I don't regret it. I don't regret any of these things that I've, that I've done. There's also my 
first stage talk. So <laughs> I was doing video interviews. I did, I did lots, podcast interviews, video interviews. Um, at this point, when I did my first stage talk, I'd probably done, I don't know, 12 to 15 and feeling very, very relaxed and confident about them. But then I went to do my first stage talk and that felt petrifying, you know, standing on a stage in front of all these people. It was also being recorded. Not really much difference to the things that I've done before, but for some reason, standing on a stage felt different. And I was very scared and I could have bailed out, but I didn't. And I actually, I think one of the reasons why I was nervous about that is I wasn't being interviewed. So it was really just me. So all the focus was on me. And I also have challenges with my memory, which is sort of a residual effect of a stroke that I had a few years ago. So I had to have all my points on a card, which again, I felt awkward about because there's this, you know, there's this kind of thinking that oh, we've got to have everything perfect and we've got to have everything memorized and we've got to know exactly what we're doing. And, you know, most people don't come on stage with a card or whatever, but that's all just a narrative. That's just, a, that's literally just a story in my head around what I think I should and shouldn't do. And so gave the talk, petrified, did it anyway, and people really enjoyed it and I got really good feedback and then after that I thought oh okay that actually was okay normal for us it makes it more natural to to do these things and the more we hold ourselves back and just keep not doing the things that we want to do the worse we feel it's like we're betraying ourselves, and it has that sort of almost a reverse negative uh, reinforcement you know reinforcement of the programming Another example to share with you is actually from my most recent um, sign up for one-on-one -on -one coaching, who was referred to me by another client. And after we had had a conversation, the email that she sent me, I'm going to read the email that she sent me and then my response, because it's very relevant to what I've just been talking about. She said, I've been giving it lots of thought, and yes, I would love to move forward and work together. I'm nervous and scared, but I'm taking a big leap of faith that I can make this work. I feel like now is the time. Is it normal to be scared shitless? And my response was, it's great that you feel scared shitless. If you aren't scared, you're in your comfort zone, and no growth, personal or business, comes from the comfort zone. So I'm happy that you feel this way. It's a positive sign. Also, excitement and fear are quite similar. The sensations you feel in your body are simply telling you that you're on the precipice of change. Congratulate yourself for taking the leap and investing in yourself and your future. Most people won't do this. Instead, they give in to the fear and allow it to stop them. And this is why most entrepreneurs fail, but you won't. And so this is 
a very classic example of how when we take a leap, whatever it might be, this doesn't mean you have to invest in a coach. This is just an example. You know, that might not even be the best move for you. But taking a leap can be doing anything that you know you need to do in order to grow and move forward and create the, you, what you want that actually scares you. So it's about feeling the feeling and doing it anyway, which I talked about in a couple of my previous podcasts. And personally, I do find that it helps to have someone or a group of people who will encourage you and hold you accountable. So that could be an accountability buddy, a coach, a mentor, friends. There is lots of ways that you can actually find encouragement and accountability because it can be quite challenging on our own. But nonetheless, even if you don't have that, you can still actually do the things. It might just be a little bit more challenging. And the thing is, the more action you take, the more progress you'll make. And the more you'll learn and grow and the more confidence you will build. I want to share with you now a piece of just a short piece that was written by someone called Anna Howling. You've weathered storms that left you battered, faced down demons that threatened to consume you and navigated the scary maze of uncertainty. The scars on your soul tell tales of resilience, each mark a testament to the battles fought and won. However, despite this, you may be about to enter a new chapter and the allure of the familiar, narrated by your inner critic, whispers in your ear, tempting you to retreat to the comfort of what you've known. The thought of going back is like a gravitational pull, drawing you toward the safety of the past. But deep down, you know that's not where you belong anymore. The truth is, you didn't endure heartbreaks, setbacks and sleepless nights just to settle. Going back means denying the growth that came from the struggle. So when the pull of the familiar becomes overwhelming, remember, your inner critic shouts the loudest when you are on the precipice of making a change because you are about to break out of your comfort zone. Don't give in to it, but let it confirm that you are on the right track. So I love that because it really sort of speaks to what I've been saying about how you actually want to feel uncomfortable because then it means you are about to create something. You are about to grow. You are about to step into something new. And that is something to be embraced as opposed to be avoided. And personally, these days, I always try to seek out and take the most expansive opportunity that's available to me that I know will move me forward and take my own craft and business to the next level. So I encourage you to ask yourself, what is the most expansive opportunity or action I can take that I know will move me forward in developing my own 
business? What is something that you know you need to do to move forward, but you're feeling scared or resistant to doing? Now, if this is in what I call the terror zone, so this is where we can feel ourselves totally shutting down and being so overwhelmed, it's just too much for the system. That's not necessarily the best thing to do. Of course, if that's if that's something that you're willing to do, it's fine. But often we might be trying to do something that's so big and so different that it's just, it's actually counterproductive. It actually shuts us down. That's why I like to talk about the discomfort zone as opposed to there's there's a comfort zone, there's a discomfort zone, and then there's a total terror zone where you just basically you feel like you're going to pass out so we want to look for something that's in the discomfort zone what is the next step what's one thing that you know in your heart deep down that you actually need to do to move forward and feel the resistance feel the discomfort and take action to do the thing anyway and then once you've done it realize and notice that you're still alive and you actually feel a sense of relief and accomplishment and that not only boosts your confidence but also your self-esteem your self-respect and your self-worth because you proved to yourself that you could do it and you didn't betray yourself by avoiding so I hope that's helpful for you. I actually have a couple of exercises that can help you to work through any fears that you have if you're really struggling with it. So if you want me to send you those, the best thing to do is just email me, hello at laurajanebolton.com and I will send those to you. And if you decide to do something that's in your discomfort zone and you actually go ahead and do it, then I would love to hear from you and to hear what it is that you did. Or if you are really struggling, like I said, you can work through those fears exercises and just email me and I will, I will send them over. 